morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM, 87.16, or 88. Positively different radio in the morning. And you are with Lyle and... Gemma. Gemma. Good morning. Welcome to have you on the show. Great to have you on the show. You're going to be here for a few days. I'm, I'm not quite sure how. Oh, me too. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. Now, Gemma, you have to tell us this morning, what are you thankful for? I am very thankful this morning for my friend Morgan. Okay. Because... She saved me this morning. She drove me here. Oh, okay. Yes, because right, my so you, car, my yes. poor my poor car is at the mechanic with some unknown problems. And last night I was like, I have to be at radio in the morning. I live half an hour away from where we do radio. <laughs> I need to make a plan. And she last minute rescued me and was like, yep, I'll pick you up bright and early in the morning, quarter past six to get you to radio on time. And I was like, thank you so much. So she drove from Wall's End area half an hour to Raymond Terrace to pick me up and then half an hour back to Wall's End area to be here for radio. Go Morgan. Go big, Morgan. Big uh, shout out for Morgan this morning. Morgan, the Gemma rescuer. Yes. So I'm, I'm yeah. very, very thankful for her. She swooped in and saved me. What about you? What are you thankful for today? I am thankful for... Okay. So my sister-in-law's been here for a couple of weeks. Her first time ever out of the United I States. I know. I saw. Facebook tells all things. Yes, it does. And she's had an amazing time. I'm just so glad that she had a good time while she was here in Australia and it's been a very positive experience. She was... Um, you know, she's a bit anxious about traveling mm. and all that kind of stuff. And so... Um, just super good that uh, she was able to be here and have a great time. And she's, You guys did some exploring? She's jumping on the plane this morning to head back to the US and uh, our prayers are going with her. And uh, yeah, her and my, my, my wife, um, they did a bunch of exploring, did a road trip up to Queensland, nice. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Very so cool. Place. Okay. So coming up into today's news, uh, we're going to talk about how to survive the upcoming heat wave. It's mm. going to be kind of important. We've got some fairly warm weather coming. Uh, we're also going to talk about a very, very challenging situation that never seems to get resolved, and that is the whole Palestinian-Israeli debate. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I do enjoy this subject. Um, so we're going, to get, we're going to get stuck into that. We're going to look at what's happening over there. Um, another brief mention of the coronavirus just to uh, keep everybody up to date on the latest on that. This is a reminder you're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. Deep the Father's love for us How vast beyond all measure That He should give His only Son To make a wretch His treasure how great the pain of searing loss The Father turns His face away As wounds which mar the chosen one Bring many sons to glory Sin upon his shoulders 
no power, no wisdom, but I will boast in Jesus Christ, His death and with How Deep the Father's Love for Us. This is The Breakfast Show and we are about to launch into positively different news. But before we do, we have a quiz coming up and Gemma's going to bring us the first clue for the quiz. Gemma, what have you got for us? What number am I? Okay, this is a number. Have we done this recently? Uh, have we uh, had a number one? It's been a little while since we've had a number one. So okay. we'll just go with this one. It's uh, anywhere between zero and infinity. Nice. That's okay. first clue. First clue. Okay, well, second clue then. All right. Is Isaac was this many years old when he married Rebecca? I'm gonna take a step. My gut says go that way. My head says go that way. Do I go with my gut or my head? Ooh, go with your gut. Ooh, should I go on with my head? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you were close. All right, all right. So this is what I was gonna put for my head. Oh, okay. My bad. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you got it right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, so, um, yes, positively different news. What have we got happening around the world? Cool. So, I saw a video on Facebook, which is where I get all of my news because I'm, you know, that generation. Anyway, and I thought it was a joke. I was like, this can't be real. There's no way this is real. And then I saw it on Instagram later on and I was like, okay, now I have to do some research and Google this and check this out because the the news article and the video and the photo that I saw was from Florida in the States, and it was a weather warning, and it said, beware falling iguanas. Right. And I was like, that can't be legit. That is not legit. Can it? But no, it is. No. It is, Lyle. Is it is. Legit. No, that really, is really, really, legit. it is. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Okay. So, there was a cold snap that kind of went across um, the eastern side of the US and down to Florida. Yeah. When it's cold in Florida, it's what, 20 degrees? They, no, they got like real cold. They had a cold snap and um, to the point where it was 10 to 15 degrees below the average for last year. Okay, so it was 20 degrees. <sighs> okay, it was cold. Okay, <laughs> but the point, the point is it was cold enough that the National Weather Service in Miami issued a forecast saying there were cold temperatures for iguanas and that there was a warning that there would be falling iguanas, right? So I didn't believe it, right? When I saw this, I was like, this has to be a joke. This can't it's be raining, real. raining iguanas in... In Florida. Florida. Yeah. So I Googled it mm. and it's true. And then I put into Instagram hashtag falling I'm iguanas. That, I'm worried that you Googled this. No, no, no. I put into Instagram hashtag falling iguanas and it's true because the problem is when iguanas, they sleep in trees, right? And because they're cold blooded creatures, when the cold snap came through, they're not getting enough heat. So they kind of go into like a stasis kind of thing because they're not getting enough heat 
from the sun to stay warm because they're cold-blooded, right? So they would sleep. They go into like a dormant state and they would fall into the streets, into cars, into into pools on the on the sidewalk, you know. Um, and it was happening. No, I'm serious. And it was happening. He doesn't. He still doesn't believe me. It was happening. No, seriously. There. Okay. Hashtag falling iguanas was trending on Instagram, Twitter. Like you chuck that in anywhere, and you'll see photos, hundreds of photos and videos of people okay, there's from this guy, Florida there's this guy who from are Nigeria. saving. Oh, come on. <laughs> that uh, was in the government <laughs> of the previous administration. Uh, and he's got lots of money and he needs to put into your bank account. No, Can I? <laughs> no, no, no. If anybody else has heard or seen this on their social media, call us because, like, we have to prove to Lyle that this is a real thing. No, it's true because the species can't handle the cold climates, right? So when the temperature dropped below 50 degrees Fahrenheit, right? Yeah. Um, they started, it says, going into a dormant or a cold, stunned state. They appear to be dead, but they're not. Okay. So, the good news is so, they've so been if falling have, out of the sky, right. but people have been coming to their rescue. People in That's Florida nice. yeah, have been doing the right thing. There's, There's videos. videos on Instagram and Facebook of people that are moving the iguanas off the streets or clearing them out of the gutters and putting them back to the edge of the wildlife, putting them back in their trees. Some people have been, like, holding them against themselves to try and keep them warm um, and... There were a couple of videos of people with low heat hair dryers trying to warm them back up, and they do once they, um, yeah, once they warm back up and get that heat source back into them, they're alive and they they start moving again. Sadly, not all of them survive because some of them fall meters out of trees, like onto cars, onto the road, and sadly some of them are dying. But the majority of them that seem like they're dead or unconscious are just cold. It seems like if you were a hungry dog, this would be like a bonanza. It's like yeah, maybe. food, food is, falling food from the fall- sky, raining food. <laughs> Um, so, um, if we get a cold snap here in Newcastle mm. over winter, does that mean we're going to have falling, uh, say, water dragons wow. or bearded dragons? Wow. I don't know. Potentially. I think I think what's happened in Florida is that because it's always warm down there, the iguanas have just forgotten how to um, hibernate. <laughs> you know, okay. you, no, normally, a, normally a lizard is going to go under a rock somewhere and sleep the winter off which yeah. be a, I, I, I think that sh- I'd highly recommend that for human beings I would love to be able to <laughs> sleep, the, <laughs> sleep the winter away come out in summer uh, but yeah interesting yeah so you see why I didn't believe it when I first saw it I was like that can't be real oh I, I absolutely but I did see some why research you, the, thing, the, the thing that worries me Gemma is that you actually researched no no no, no but it was because I was amazed I was like this is this can't be legit but it is so I did some research like you should you see something you don't believe do some research check it out and I checked it out and it was real well I've heard of you know raining cats and dogs but that's just a, <laughs> raining a, a saying but it's actually it's actually, it's actually raining, raining iguanas, iguanas in Florida in Florida there you go yeah I'm, I'm just that's a very special story this morning I thought it was kind of cool yeah. I have something on a little bit more serious oh, okay. No, okay. though which right. I thought was yeah. also just as cool mm-hmm. but for a different reason so there's this new app that's been released in the US they're trial running it in the US so it's unaccessible here in Australia so don't try but in the US it's called Genie and basically what this app does is it's a language translation app okay okay um, but they've launched something new as part of their app is ASL interpreting. Yeah, because language, language translation has been around forever. Yeah, so the new thing that they've launched, though, is ASL interpreting, which is sign language. Oh, what? Yeah. So you can, so if someone signs you, yes. it actually reads their hands. Yes, and vice versa. If you 
um, can't communicate to somebody and you're really struggling and they don't understand what you're doing, you can log onto your app um, and it gives you, you speak, instantly... Well, you speak into the phone and they see the signing on the screen? Yep. Oh, that's cool. I know, right? So they're trial running it. They've got over 300 um, people that work for the app so that you can punch in at any time, um, 24-7 it runs, and you get put on the line uh, with an interpreter any time of the day. They have over 300 operators on call ready to go. Okay, okay, okay. This is going to be very bad for um, all the people who are sign language interpreters. They're going to be out of a job. Potentially. But on the other hand, it puts sign language within reach of everybody. I do public meetings. I've got a public meeting coming up in Armadale later in February mm-hmm. where, you know, I won't have a sign language interpreter. You know, it's only once or twice that I've actually had a sign language interpreter available for a public meeting. Yep. I won't have one available up there, but potentially what I could do is download this app and just Play it on a screen. Yeah, like I said, sadly, it's not available to Australians yet. It's only having yet. a trial run in the US, but hopefully it goes really well and this takes off because I think it would be amazing. I think it's only a matter of time. The potential for it is yeah, huge. I think, it's, I think it's just a matter yeah. of time. Because I did some more research and if you wanted to hire somebody, like for your event per se, if you wanted yes. to get somebody for your event, it, they charge between 90 to $125 per hour. Yeah, that's expensive. Yeah, that's well, expensive. It's, it's reasonable because yeah. they're working hard. Exactly, that's true. I don't mind paying the money for it, but... With this app, it's a dollar per minute. It's a dollar per minute. Oh, it does. Okay. It does cost. So it's not free. It's not free, but they're trying to work towards that. And at the moment, because they've only got 300 interpreters, and obviously they want to pay the interpreters as well, plus money to keep the app alive and working because it's a free oh, no, app. Wait, to wait, get. wait, 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 wait. So this has a live interpreter in yeah, there? Yeah, live 300 interpreters ah, on call. So any okay. time of the day, though, that's why. It's a dollar per minute. Yeah, because I was thinking it was just like some cartoon hands. That no, were... like a legit, actual, real person that you communicate with through the app. Because if they did it cartoon-wise, then it could be infinite the number of people that use it. That's tricky, though. How would you develop that? Oh, there's some smart people out there. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, we'll just we'll just hand that over to uh, Maddie. He's here producing today. I'm sure he'll be able to come up with something. You can make a new app, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing! Fantastic. Yeah. So at the moment, they've only got one specific type of sign language that they're using, but they're hoping to develop it into um, British sign language and Chinese sign language. Um, yeah. So it'll be more convenient, easier, that's why, cheaper. That's why it's not available in Australia right now. Yeah, exactly. We use British. Yeah, so that they don't have the British one or the Chinese one yet. They've yep. only got the American one, which is why. Why do we have to have multiple sign languages? Yeah, it kind of. I feel like it defeats the purpose, right? It does. It's just have one. A universal sign language would make so much more sense. It would. It would cross more barriers than um, spoken language too. Yeah, I'm just sort of thinking about that. If you came up, yeah, does does universal does. Hmm, I have to think about that. We need a universal sign language that does not, that is uh, hieroglyphic rather than phonetic. Yeah. And then. That would be cool. It is the universal language. I'm keen. That everybody can speak. Sounds good. You only got to wor- learn your native language, which you learn by being born and growing up, and one other language, done. Whole Communicate world. with the whole world. Yeah. Perfect. We just solved all hieroglyphic the Hieroglyphic sign language. Problem. Or just a hieroglyphic uh, <laughs> way of writing, you know. It doesn't need sort of sounds. It just needs pictures. Anyway, this is uh, Danny Koki. Goki. Shattered like you've never been before The life you knew 
thousand pieces on the floor And words fall short in times like these But this world drives you to your knees You think you're never gonna get back To the you they used to be Tell your Danny Goki with Tell Your Heart to Beat Again. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM. We are about to have another clue for our quiz. Get ready to give us a call. What have you got for us there? What number am I? The next clue. The law stated that a Jew could not receive more than this number of lashes being beaten. Okay. So the number to call is 1-800-324-843. That number again, 1-800-324-843. Or you can... No double prizes up for grabs because you already got this one right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Text us on 0491-064-669 and uh, Gemma will be pulling something out of the prize box to let you know what it is in just a moment. But give us a call right now and there will be a prize coming your way here on The Breakfast Show. Okay, so in more serious news around the world, um, I wanted to have a bit of a rant this morning. Oh, I love your rants. Yes, it's rant time. Yes, they're always rants. Okay, okay, so here's how it works, right? Mm. Lots of greenies in Australia. Ooh. Ooh, yes. so, okay. so here comes a greenie alert. If you're a greenie, you might um, you might about to might be about to be challenged. So Ooh. I'm going to challenge all of the all of the greenies out there now. Mm-hmm. In many ways, I consider myself to be a conservationist, but not a greenie. Okay, which is the difference between the two. Okay, all right. So um, who are worried about climate change and non you know and 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 you know you burning coal for electricity, all of that kind of thing. Right? Yep, yep. So what I want is all of the greenies out there today to actually put their actions, and, and, and over the next few days, put their actions where their ideology is. Oh, go big or go home. This is a challenge. All and right. switch off your air conditioner. Oh, there it is. Because you can't be fighting. How, okay, so how can you fight Ooh. against the use of coal and non-renewables um, and all of this kind of thing while you're using an air conditioner? Mm. You know, you might say, well, I've got solar panels on my roof, but the fact is, you know that that's only like a quarter of the state has those. And so by switching on your air conditioner, you are turning on the coal fired power stations and ramping them up to the max. Yeah. Wow. I never thought about it like that, but it's true. It is. Like it electricity. Is. Yeah. Okay. Wow. It is. It's, that's a challenge, though. It's going to be hot. So, okay. <laughs> What don't be just then just don't be a snowflake. Yeah, okay. You know, go back 50 years. How many people had air conditioning 50 years ago? Good point. Did anyone die from heat stress? Well, maybe a few here and there, but this is Australia. We know how to survive in the heat. This is not Great Britain or somewhere like that. We don't know anymore. That's the problem. Maybe we don't. Okay, so there's an article that's come out that has uh, given some clues on how to survive without air conditioning. Okay, so you can and, Google it and you'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, um, this year is the first year that I've ever switched my air conditioner on. Oh, wow. Ever. And that was because my sister-in-law was visiting. And <laughs> she came from a place where it was like 30 below zero to come and visit us here. So it was a bit rough for us. So we we, uh, we switched the air conditioner on. But we've, this is the first time I've ever switched it on. I, it's always just been shut off at the circuit breaker. Oh, wow. So here's, the, here's some clues to how to survive. So, how to be a uh, a true conservationist? <laughs> um, okay, begin by closing down the house. So you yeah. um, close the curtains, and more importantly, shutters. Because what happens is that yes, curtains can create a heat barrier, mm. but once the heat has come through the glass, it won't go back out through the glass again because it's always going to be hotter on the outside than the inside. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, so it's actually better to have a covering over the outside than it is over the inside. Much more effective to have it over the outside than the inside. And on my house, I simply put up some wooden shutters on hot days, and it makes a huge difference. Oh wow! Massive difference to the inside temperature. You barely need to even think about an aircon. It just stays nice and cool right through until late in the afternoon, and then it does heat up. But by the time late in the afternoon comes, there's usually a breeze that has come, and you can simply open up all those doors and windows. And if you've just done a load of washing, then uh, the recommendation is to hang that washing, particularly sheets, across the open windows where the breeze is coming through, and it cools your house down naturally. Nice. That's yeah. very clever. Okay, so external uh, heat barriers do far more 
than uh, internal ones. So shutters, curtains, uh, but shutters on the outside or, or roller blinds or, um, you know, those, uh, those ones that th- those curtains that sort of come down over the outside are uh, a go. Um, and it's all about keeping the sun off of the glass. So, you know, you can put up some, sh- some, some uh, inexpensive shade cloth um, over the outside. It makes a huge difference. Okay, so the next clue is to sleep with your bedroom door open. Always sleep with your bedroom door open during hot nights. Your room will stay much, much cooler because it will allow air to circulate. You can have your window wide open, but if your bedroom door is not open, the cool air from outside won't actually come in. Huh. Yeah. So sleep with bedroom door open. Um, now, if you are really struggling, um, just uh, jump, in the, jump in a cold shower, right, Mm-mm. with your clothes on. What? And then go back to work. What? In your house. What? Just wear, wear damp clothes. I... You'll stay, you stay cool all day. <laughs> or a less extreme version of that is, uh, which you would do well because you've got more of this than me, uh, wash your hair. Oh, yeah. And just have damp hair. Um, yeah, no, and, okay. you know, every half hour or so, just run under the tap and, and, and you'll stay, um, stay nice and cool. Okay, here comes the next one. Wear loose clothes. That kind of uh, goes without saying, I think. Um, of natural fibers and cotton is the best. And so if you're wearing loose clothes of cotton and actually long is better than short. Really? Yes. Why? Because what happens is that you get a layer of sweat that um, dampens your clothes, right? Yeah. And that acts as a natural air conditioner over your whole body. Huh. Rather than just over your um, torso. Okay. Uh, For eating, eat salads. And fruit. Um, and if you're going to cook, if you need to cook, then uh, fire up the barbie and cook outside. You don't need to be switching that oven on inside when it is blazing hot. Uh, finally, when it comes to things to drink, drink copious amounts of water. The more water you drink, the more you will sweat, the cooler you will be. Um, and the cleaner your sweat will be, you'll find that your sweat will lose a lot of its odour if you drink a lot of water. And your pores will become uh, just very, very clean. You'll become very, very healthy. And, um, yeah, and stay away from alcohol and any caffeinated drinks because what they do is dehydrate you and they take water out of your system and they sap your energy and you'll just feel, have a massive headache. Yeah. So there you go. Hot days coming up. Who knows whether the uh, power grid will survive and if your (laughs) air conditioner goes down, there's some clues to... Uh, help keep you cool, or if you just want to be an honest greenie. Most of those are like actually doable, though. Like, yeah, they're, they're not hard super things. extreme. Believe like, me, these are not these are not hard things. These are not hard things. I, I, I do all these things anyway because um, when uh, you're not using your aircon, that's kind of what you do. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, the other thing the other thing too is that if you don't ever switch your aircon on as summer approaches, you actually acclimatize. So it doesn't become a problem. Yeah. Uh, whereas if, you know, first few warm days, you just switch the aircon on, then you never get used to it. And then you're going to suffer. And then when it gets really hot, you're, you're going to suffer all ready. the way yeah. through summer. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. So uh, moving to bigger issues over in the West Bank, uh, uh, Palestinian, the Palestinian question in Israel. And of course, this is a really challenging one. Uh, Donald Trump and Benjamin Netanyahu have come up with a uh, you know the next the next peace plan. There's been a every U.S. president has come up with some kind of peace plan mm. for uh, Palestine and the you know occupied areas of Israel. 
None of them have ever worked. It would be, uh, yeah, big guess as to whether this one works or not. But what they are proposing to do is to annex some portions of the West Bank, something that Israel has refused to do ever since they took the West Bank by military force back in whatever year it was, a very, 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 very long time ago before I was born. Um, And so these have been under military occupation ever since and have never actually become a part of the nation of Israel. Now, this will be interesting because there are a number of reasons why they have refused to annex the West Bank. Israel is caught, kind of sees itself as being caught between a rock and a hard place. Without owning the West Bank, they are a tiny micro-nation that are surrounded by enemies that could easily be cut off. And that West Bank, for them, they see as a strategic buffer zone. So they're never going to get rid of it, and they fought very, very hard to get it. A lot of uh, Israeli people lost their lives getting it, and so there's just you know, a strong emotional connection to it. So they're never going to get rid of it. Mm. The problem is, if they annex it, then that means the population becomes Israeli citizens and the Israeli people themselves will be outnumbered and the Palestinians can then elect into into power a non-Israeli government and change it from the nation of Israel to the nation of Palestine. Um, So, yeah, challenging situation for them to try and resolve there. This is the first time they've ever tried to annex any part of that before. It will be interesting to see what happens. Anyway, this is uh, Melissa Otto with Here He Comes.
Back everybody, you're listening to the Breakfast Show on Faith FM 87.6, or 88, right across Australia. And joining us in the studio this morning is Camilla. Camilla Scaff, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you for inviting me. It's always good to be here with you, Lyle. Now, Camilla, you're the uh, health director for the Adventist Church in the North New South Wales region. Is that correct? That's right. I think a good way to see it, I just coordinate the health ministries for the North New South Wales Conference. And yeah, my goal is to empower people to live a healthy lifestyle, to find that zest for life and share with their communities. Okay, quick question before we get into what we're actually going to be talking about today. Um, and that is, um, why is a church got a health department? Is that is that typical with churches? Um, I... I think it is. I think it's typical um, to have people that are kind of like spearheading things. Um, I'm not sure if it was meant for the church to have a health department. I kind of see health ministries as um, the right arm of the gospel, which is like basically it's to work alongside with all of the other ministries, especially the evangelism. Um, I think as humans, we like to have leaders and kind of follow someone or something. We need to. Yes. That's the model that God has given to us, isn't it? That's right. So I think it's valid and it's it's good to have, there's value in having leaders that are coordinating efforts. And people who can focus their attention um, and specialize in a particular area. That's right. So that that's what I do here at the North New South Wales Conference. Um, I am serving part-time. And I basically try to have great ideas and listen to ideas as well from around the conference and how we can be more, how can we impact um, our communities, but how can we be the right hand of that gospel? How can we bring Jesus to people in a, um, in a way to leverage health? Because apparently this is what people are looking for these days, Lyle. Yes. Now, you were just sharing with me off air a moment ago about New Year's resolutions. Tell us about that here in Australia. That's right. So I was just curious because I myself, I was someone who never really had a lot of New Year resolutions. But this year in particular, I had my top goal, like something that I wanted to improve. I'm pretty active, um, but I felt like last year I was not very happy um, with my exercises and my fitness levels. And uh, being um, with a child of two years um, that just turned two years old uh, in November, I just felt like, okay, there's no more excuses of having a baby at home. I don't, I no longer have a baby at home. And even if I you, did. You've now got a two-year-old at home, so you're going to get lots of exercise. <laughs> I do. <laughs> but I wanted to improve my yes. time and those levels. So I was looking for tips and ways that we can, you know, make sure that those New Year resolutions go forth. Because um, research shows that only 8%, 7 to 8% um, of people that actually have a goal for New Year's, they will accomplish. So I wanted to know, you know, I don't want to be part of that um, 
90 plus 94, 93%. So I decided that I wanted to um, see what are the tips. And I found out that in Australia, more than 79% of people actually have a new year resolution. Oh, really? Yes. So most That surprises people, me because I've never done it. I know. So I, I don't think we're normal. Are we no, normal? We're weird. I think you're, I think you're not normal because apparently 80% of people, almost 80% of people were looking for a new year resolution. Oh, wow. So maybe we should, do you have one? No. I think you should pick one. I should. Or even like a word, a word that will encourage you through the year. Give me, give me a suggestion what I might, what I should pick for this, for my new year's resolution. Um, I don't know. What do you think you spent the least time on last year? And that is important. Um, 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 let me think about that and I'll come back to you. I'll give you a hint okay. if you want to win points with your wife. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yes. You can always do. think of, you know, spend more time with my wife, having more dates, go on more dates. All right. Actually, relationships was um, one of the top things. Okay. But the number one, guess what was the number one New Year resolution with more than half of people choosing that? It was actually, it. the source is the finder. And um, they found out, interviewing over a thousand people, that 53% chose fitness and just losing weight. Um, as their um, New Year resolution. So, look, I, I always can lose some weight, but my top goal is fitness. I think I'm right in, what would you say? I'm, in, I'm on the trend. Yeah, you, wouldn't, you would not want to lose too much weight, Camilla. Oh, yeah. It's, look, I think we have to look for a but fitness, healthy, balanced That's weight. right. But fitness is never going to be a bad thing in any, any situation. That's right. You can actually exercise and fitness will help you to balance your weight. Yes. Because you're winning, you're gaining those good muscles, the lean muscles, yes. and, and then you're just getting rid of the ones that you don't want, right? The fat. That's right. So you're just changing your what body fat ratio. That's right. And you're improving your... Um, Muscle fat ratio. That's right. Your BMI. BMI. Body mass. Index. Body mass. That was the what was right. what I was looking That's for. I knew there was a uh, <laughs> I knew there was a proper term for that. So somewhere. that was the number one. And number two, guess what it was? Probably I'm going to go something to do with eating more healthfully. That's right, because it has to do with losing weight, with improve your lifestyle and your quality of living. And 46% of people chose that they want to eat better. Okay, so out of 87% of people who do a New Year's resolution, it's nearly all about health. All about health. I mean, there's more. There's sleeping more. There is um, quit Drinking and smoking, that was a, a, a big thing too. Quit drinking or I might or do that smoking. for my New Year's resolution. Drinking or smoking? Drinking and smoking. Is that going to be yours? Yeah, because I've already done what? that. <laughs> <laughs> That's, <I> was, Tick, <laughs> done. <laughs> I was going to say, well, you can do quit drinking fruit juices too much because that's a, it's got a lot of sugar. I quit, uh, I quit soft drink about two years ago. Oh, okay. I do fail on special occasions. Okay. I, no, it's not that I fail. I make an exception on, you know, like Christmas, New Year, special occasions that's like all that. Right. But apart from that, no soft drinks. Katerina, my daughter, loves fruit juice. So her New Year resolution, which I helped to be a little bit improve that, is that she'll eat more whole fruits instead of drinking the juice. So when she asks me for a juice, I suggest, well, would you like to have a fruit? And at first she was like, uh, but now she's enjoying it. So you see? And that's the great thing about kids. Kids are like wet clay. 
<laughs> as parents, we can mold them and we can mold their likes and their dislikes. And that's a really important responsibility of parents. That's right. So I thought on our talks here, Lyle, um, how many series are we going to have? How many? We got talks? 12. We got 12. It's yes. a series of 12. That's right. So I thought about just having a talk, an honest talk, and maybe look through this New Year resolution, which if it's for 80% of the people that were interviewed, I would say that 80, most people out there are looking of, for uh, so 80, 87% of our listeners right now are going to uh, find this relevant. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. I, I mean, it's relevant to me. And if you find it relevant to you, I'm sure we're going to have great talks and we're planning to bring here um, the definition of what it means to eat better, for example, or, Fantastic. you know, fitness. What are the options and how can we make sure we're not falling into that big percentage of people that don't accomplish their goals? Okay, so the good thing with this is we already know that we are producing a segment here for The Breakfast Show that is going to be relevant to 87% of the population. That's right. Now, for the other 13%, hey, guys, everybody else is doing it. Time to get on board, eh? That's right. And like I said, sometimes your idea of health or your New Year's resolution might not be exactly that, but I'm sure that there's something in your life that you can improve. And um, I love the idea of learning something new. And today I actually wanted to propose something that I learned earlier this week with a friend of mine who did a beautiful day retreat that it was called The Beautiful Year. And she was basically um, taking people into this um, journey and putting together a plan so that they will have a beautiful, successful year. And one of the things that she said is like, how about we start decluttering? And I feel like yes. I have to do that with my life. Uh -huh. And it's not only decluttering with like items or material things, but what are the things that are taking too much of my time or attention that is getting on the way of me learning new things or improving my life somehow? Like screen time. Screen time. It could be one. Like, have you seen those Netflix series? Don't you get crazy when you start seeing them? You just don't want to stop. They're horrible. Addictive. So, yes. That was one thing that, that uh, we did at the beginning of this year. Oh, you did? Tell me about it. Got rid, got rid of Netflix. Netflix is gone. Oh, gone, Over. gone. Gone, gone. Oh, that was brave. <laughs> this is big. It's like, who? But yeah, it's gone. Wow. So, what are you guys doing now? Um, well, it gives us more time to hang out. And what do you do when you hang out? Well, you, you know <laughs> what we do when we hang out. We're a gaming family. We enjoy... Like board board games, games and card games, not computer games. And the reason we've chosen, you know, because we want to reduce screen time is that uh, board games and card games are something that you can do socially. They create social connectedness, mm, whereas screen, right. screen time doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we find that that is, um, yeah, it's a great way of uh, connecting together. And investing in relationships is invest, actually yeah, right. a, a, a part of health and improving your well-being. And it gives, it gives much more opportunity for reading, mm. which is one of those things that is kind of disappearing in today's society because of screen time. And our society is poorer for it. So, you know, getting back to old-fashioned things like reading a book. That's right. I actually just got a new book. I got myself for Christmas, but I was in Brazil and I arrived, um, I would say, maybe 10 day, days ago, and the book had arrived. And I was like so happy. You know what book it is? How Not to Diet. 
Have you heard of that? I have not heard of this book. Okay, How so it's... How not to diet. Okay. That's right. It's Dr. Michael Greger. He's the founder of Nutrition Facts. And at first, he just started by sharing scientific nutrition facts in easy language for, you know, people like me and you that could just simply watch a minute or two minute video and just get the needy, you know, the bottom line of a lot of research. And he's become big, huge, like an influencer. And he wrote a book, How Not to Die. I think it was last year or maybe the year before. And then there was the How Not to Die cookbook. And just recently he launched How Not to Diet, which I personally love. I don't like the idea of doing diets. Do you? No, not at all. Oh, you, pro- you obviously don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just my fast metabolism coming through. But um, what I see with diets is people just go up and down. That's right. You've got to do lifestyle change. And research shows that none of the diets work long-term. Yep. So they work short-term. Well, they work long-term if you adopt them for like the rest of your life. That's right. But most diets... Which is called lifestyle change, not diet. That's right. Because most diets, um, they are actually um, harmful on the long-term, especially the elimination diets. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like last year, for example... Um, the new year resolution for, especially for millennials, for like young people was to try a new diet and a big percentage, I think it was like more than 70% wanted to try like, uh, diets, like, you know, these fashionable diets, like the keto diet, the um, South beach diet. So all this low fat, don't eat this, paleo don't eat that, diet. paleo. Is paleo diet dead yet? It should be. No, well, it's well not, but they have different names. Yeah. So they all come and, and go, but it's all about eliminating certain foods. And, you know, with all the good intentions that people have, I found through studying and through research that, yes, those diets might have one or two positive components and they might help you lose weight, which is what people are looking ultimately. But on the long term, they're harmful for health and they have side effects that will be costing a lot more than what people can imagine. Um, and so I would say that's why I like this book. I wanted to buy this book because I wanted to encourage people and empower people that you do not need a diet. You need a lifestyle change mm-hmm. and that can happen naturally and it can be enjoyable. So when we talk about uh, eliminating diets here on The Breakfast Show, we promote a plant-based diet mm-hmm, um, as the ideal. That's right. And for all yep. the people that would involve eliminating meat and flesh foods. Yes. So when I say eliminating diets, because most of these diets are actually eliminating good foods, plant foods. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, obviously, as um, Seventh-day Adventists, we have not only received a message from the Bible from God, our Creator, and we know what works as Christians, best for us. As Christians who read the Bible. That's right. Everyone who believes that... Was created by God and believes that we were created in the garden. We know that what comes from the garden, it's what works for our bodies. Um, but in our society today, the diets that are the most popular, especially like keto diet, which was the number one want diet for teenagers, they are to eliminate um, foods like grains and you know a lot of them are eliminating fruits like all of fruits and then they, <laughs> they like, say they do okay, need to let's eat read the bible fat. and let's do the opposite of what the bible says that's right so it's kind of like okay you gotta eat um bacon and um lots of meat everything that's got fat so you gotta eat mainly fat and i think that's um 
Uh, th- really it becomes it, it helps to people to lose weight because their body starts burning the fat faster so it helps the metabolism to burn fat faster and kind of use fat as a source of energy that's what essentially happens and basically they don't consume any carbs which is our um what we're designed to um process to create energy so guess what if you don't have any carbs your body's going to be burning the fat but in the long run um, that's not going to help you because we need the good carbs that comes from plants. So essentially, that's what I mean. It's okay when we say eliminate the alcohol because alcohol is not food. No. Or when I say eliminate the meat, meat's not meant to be food. However, when you're eliminating things that are meant to be food, that's where that's the danger lies. Yes. Okay, so to summarize uh, what we've chatted about this morning, we've talked about how that, yeah, rather than dieting, Lifestyle change is a good idea and that this is something really super relevant for uh, everyone right across Australia. That's right. At least almost 50% of people think that eating better is their goal for this year. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that. What does so that we're going mean? to talk about how, how you can actually do that and we're going to talk about how you can exercise more effectively. But right now we are out of time, so we're going to take a break. We'll be back uh, after this song, The 8 O'Clock News, back with Encounter with God. You're listening to The Breakfast Show.
At Hamilton Adventist Church in Newcastle, we have a food pantry service for the community. Everyone is welcome to join us for a free dinner. Enjoy good company and have a great time. All you need is $10 to buy a numbered ticket and you can collect a trolley's load of food ranging from fruits, veggies, tin food, pasta bread and toiletries. Every Thursday, the food pantry starts at 4.45pm with a 5pm start for dinner. Find us at Hamilton Adventist Church at 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton, every Thursday evening. All will be welcomed with love and a smile. We really hope to see you there.